1 Peter chapter 3. We're going to start reading in verse 13. Just one short, simple verse. This verse means a lot to me. It's an awesome verse. It's actually kind of like a question the Bible says. 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 13 says, And who is he that will harm you if you be followers of that which is good? Well, let me say it again. And who is he that will harm you if you be followers of that which is good? Let's bow our heads and pray. Father God, we thank you so much for this evening, Lord. We are glad to be in your house. Lord God, we give all glory, all honor, all praise, all respect and adoration that is due to your name, Lord. We enjoy singing to you. We can't wait and we long for the day we can be in heaven worshiping you for years and years on end, Lord. Lord, we thank you for your amazing grace. And Lord, we thank you for your word, Father God. And Lord, as we break forth the bread of life tonight, Lord, let it fall on fertile ground, Lord God, where it takes root, Lord, and grows, Lord, and becomes a great tree and the birds will land on the branches, Lord. Father God, we thank you and ask all these things in your precious name. Jesus, amen. You can be seated. And who is he that will harm you if you be followers of that which is good? Now set that scripture aside just for a minute. I'm going to make a statement. Some of you might think, and I don't know, he kind of went off the deep end. Or some of you might think sounds sort of arrogant. Some of you might think, eh, that kind of sounds like false doctrine to me, but I'm still going to make the statement. And I'll ask you that you give me a chance to explain myself. See, I'm a Christian. I know many of you guys probably are too. But here's a statement I'm going to make to you because I'm a Christian. I am invincible. Well, that's the statement, and I'm saying that to you. Don't, don't get up and run out quite yet, or don't think, man, he's an arrogant, thinks he's invincible, thinks he's Superman. But I want you to know that I'm a Christian, therefore I am invincible. I am a Christian, therefore I cannot be beat. I cannot be conquered. Do you know that? If you're a Christian, if you're a man or a woman of God, you can't be beat. You can't lose. Nothing that the devil can do to you can overcome you. You are unconquerable. I am making that statement. I am unconquerable tonight because I'm a man of God. Now, I'm not crazy. I don't have a God complex. Not any of that foolishness. What is the scripture we just read? The Bible starts out with a question and says, and who is he that will harm you? Peter says, who is he that will harm you? Now, that's a rhetorical question. Rhetorical question means it's a question that doesn't really have an answer. It's a question that's really asked to make a statement. And the Bible's saying, who is it that's going to harm you? Understand there's no answer to that. Who is going to harm you, the Bible says, if you be followers of that which is good. Now, that's the condition. There is no one. Do you understand that? There is no one, no thing, no person, no situation, nothing that can harm you if you be followers of that which is good. I'll say it again. We are invincible. The people of God are invincible. Who is going to harm you? Who? What man? What woman? What person? What boss? What relative is going to harm you? There is no one. No one can harm. Who will harm you if you be followers of that which is good? That's a question that has no answer. It's a question asked to make a statement. Peter's saying, who is he that will harm you? Who? What? Who's going to harm you? You're a child of God. Uh, this, is a, this is a concept that the saints need to grasp. We're too defeated. We need to grasp this concept that the people of God are invincible. Now, I know this would be easy to confuse. And I'm, me, I'm up here saying we're invincible. Nothing wrong can happen to us. I don't want anyone in here to be confused. That's not what I'm saying. And throughout the course of this message, I'll, ex I'll explain myself. 
But if we be followers of Christ, nothing can harm us. Uh, you understand what you're saying, Jason? I can't get a disease. What are, you, what are you saying? I don't have any pain in my life anymore because I'm a Christian. You're saying nothing can harm me. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you get a disease, if tomorrow or if yesterday the doctor came to you and said, look, I'm sorry, you're terminally ill. You're going to die. I estimate six months. Or maybe uh, you just had a, a death in your family. Maybe someone close died to you. But what are you saying, Jason? I'm invincible. I'm not going to feel any pain. No, what I'm saying is if the doctor comes to you and says, look, I'm sorry, you're going to die. That still does not harm the born-again spirit inside of the people of God. You understand that? Stop thinking with your fleshly mind. Stop thinking. We, we have too many movies of superheroes. You know, my kids love Batman and Spider-Man. And, and I've grown up with all that. That's the concept that we have is superhumans, superheroes. It's not real, church. It's not real. It's not real. You see... Uh, Batman or whoever gets shot with a bullet and it bounces off his chest. You see Spider-Man slinging his webs and he swings all over the place doing these superhuman feats. You see uh, Superman can pick up a bus and throw it and knock over all the bad guys. Who remembers the old Superman with uh, Christopher Reeves when he blows like that and blows down all of his enemies? You remember when he, someone dies and he flies around the world a whole bunch and makes the makes the world go back in time so he can save this person. Anyone remember that? That stuff's not real. That stuff's not real. There's no superhumans. That's not what I'm preaching to you tonight when I say that the Bible says, who is he that will harm you? There's no one that can harm us. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not saying we're superhumans and we're immune to everything. But we, we've been going to this church long enough. We've established that already. That stuff is going to happen. Stuff will happen to you. We had an awesome Sunday school morning or this morning. Bruce had me so riled up. I hugged him at the end, and I said, "Bruce, I was this close to coming up and taking over the service, just because of the the stuff he was saying. Just man, just had me pumped. It was just uh, it was just awesome, awesome word this morning. But there are there are no superheroes. None of us are superheroes." Pastor Roy said, look, I'm no John Wayne. Neither am I, and you know what? Neither are you. If someone comes in, unlike Spider-Man or Batman, and shoots a bullet at you, guess what? If it hits you in a vital organ, you die. That's, that's how it is. But what I'm trying to say to you, the Bible says, who is he that will harm you? Nothing, church. Nothing. If someone does come and shoot you with a bullet and you die, guess what? It still did not harm that spirit inside of you. The worst thing that can happen to you does not harm that born-again spirit, the inner man, that inner woman inside. Understand it? We see too much stuff in the flesh. We see too much in the flesh. Nothing can harm us if we be followers of Christ. Get, get to know some of your brothers and sisters in Christ that go to this church. You know, I share with my wife all the time, people that I've known for years upon years upon years, things that have happened to them. Some of the worst things imaginable have happened to these people, yet they're still here serving God. They should be drunks. They should be bitter. They should be angry. They should be shaking their fist at God. They should be filled with hatred. Their marriage should be ruined, but yet they weren't harmed by the worst thing imaginable that happened to them. You understand what I'm saying? 
People have lost children in this church. People have lost siblings in this church. People have lost moms and dads. People have lost their spouses in this church. Yet they still come. They're still faithful to God. Why? Because it cannot harm that born-again spirit inside. Sure, it hurts. Sure, things are painful. But who is he that will harm you? Nothing. Nothing can harm you. You keep continuing on. And if you follow that which is good, who is he that will harm you? See, I, I think of people that's lost their spouse. And I shake my head and say, hey, on. That person that you lived with, that you loved, that you hugged and kissed, and you went to bed with every night, you woke up with every morning, you hugged them, you lived with them, everything with that person, your best friend. They knew all your secrets. They, you knew all theirs, your spouse. And yet these people have lost their spouse. How are they not bitter and full of anger and rage and forget the whole world now? It's because they were not harmed. They were not sure it was painful. But our faith, His grace is sufficient. Our faith is the answer. It gets us through. Who is he that will harm you if you be followers of that which is good? Now, I believe that we had, turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 10. We need to grasp this, church. We need to grasp this whole entire concept. Luke chapter 10, we'll start in verse 17. I think we had this scripture last week. Don't mean to be redundant, but... And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Remember the uh, people that Jesus sent out? Even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto him, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Look back at verse 19. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Hurt you. Now, those are the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that scripture has been twisted and turned into some foolish stuff, but it's still a powerful and awesome scripture. Now, you think of, and I know you've heard of, and I was talking to a guy, brother, this morning, and I guess some of this garbage still goes on, but think of the, the snake handling stuff. Anyone ever heard of the churches that handle snakes and stuff like that? Now, I've seen some videos of it. And you know what? There's been people bitten. There have been people nearly died because of that foolishness of hand will rattle snakes. And there's churches that still do that stuff today. Because Jesus said, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the powers. That's foolishness, church. If you go grab and rattle snakes, say, look at me, and it bites you, don't blame me. If you nearly die or you have to get your arm amputated, quit thinking in the flesh, church. Quit thinking in the flesh. Stop thinking in the flesh. Jesus ain't telling us to go handle rattlesnakes. He's not saying that at all. That's foolishness. What he's saying is, you have to face a surgery coming up, something you don't want to do. Guess what? Nothing by any means shall harm you. You know what Jesus is telling us? Nothing by any means shall, by any means, you know, the devil, he is, he's a dirt bag, and he will come at you and hit you in your low He will hit you with a low blow. That's just how he works. That's how he operates. He hits you where you're weakest over and over. He'll hit you when you're alone. That's just what he does. But Jesus says nothing that he can throw at you 
man of God will harm you. Nothing, by any means, whatever he does, nothing, even clear up unto death. If he takes your life, church, you are still not harmed. You are still not harmed. You understand that? We've got to stop seeing with the flesh. Look at it through the spirit. We worship him in spirit and in truth. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Come on up here, Bruce. Come here. I need Bruce real quick. Everyone pay close attention here. Bruce, go ahead. Slug me my arm. Don't make it too hard, but don't make it wimpy. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sit down, Bruce. Uh, That might be a lawsuit or something, Bruce. I'd appreciate that. You know what? Bruce hit me into my arm, and it hurt. We're not superheroes, church. Stuff happens to you. Loved ones die. It hurts. I'm not telling you that it's not going to hurt. I'm not telling you to smile when you can't smile. I'm not telling you to say everything's okay when everything's not okay. We're human beings. Bruce hit me in the arm and it hurt. But you know what? Through whatever you go through, whatever it is, anything in the world, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Understand that? I know it's hard to understand. I don't want you to get confused. I don't want you to stick your chest out thinking you're a bad dude now. That is not it. None of this has anything to do with the flesh. None of it. None of it. None of it. The Bible says, cursed is the man who makes arm his flesh. Cursed is that man. We're talking about spiritual things, church. Spiritual things. If your very loved ones pass away, guess what? His grace is sufficient. You'll be able to make it through. I didn't say you're going to be all happy all the time. No way. No way. But you will make it if you follow that which is good. Nothing to do with the flesh. We're not superheroes. No Spider-Man, no Batman. That's Hollywood. We can't pick buses up and throw them. It's not going to happen. We can't fly. We can't turn back the clock. The Bible says forget those things which are behind. That's not... When I say we are invincible, I'm not talking about the invincibility you see on TV. Since when's what you see on TV true? None of it's true. All the TV's garbage. What I'm saying is, is that spirit inside of us is invincible. It's invincible. Whatever the devil throws at us, it can't harm us if we continue, if we abide in Christ Jesus. Disease, death, sickness, whatever he's got up his sleeve. Nothing. Who? Who is he that will harm you if you be followers of that which is good? Does anybody understand what I'm saying? Nothing shall by any means harm you. You, the person, the person, the soul, the inner man, the inner woman. Sure, your body's going to die. It's going to die. No matter what shape you're in, or condition you're in, you're going to get old, decrepit, and pass away one day. That's just how it goes. That's how it goes. Like it or leave it. <laughs> Nothing shall by any means harm harm you. You see, th- this is just the fleshly body I live in. Of that spirit that's inside of me. That's who I am. That's me. The spirit inside me. That's me. That's the soul. That's what's going to depart when I die. And ever, that's going to last forever and ever and ever. That spirit inside of me. The spirit inside of you. That's what the devil cannot get to unless you lay down your sword. Unless you lay down your word, then he's got you. But the Bible says, if ye follow that which is good, and we know there is one good, and that is God. No supermans.
not the flesh. Turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 16. This world beats on you sometimes, whoops on you sometimes. The devil, he gets at you sometimes, but you still cannot be beat. Matthew chapter 16 verse 13 says, When Jesus came into the coasts of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, and some say Elisha, and others Jeremiah, or another prophet. And he said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Now listen, and I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Listen, the gates of hell can't even prevail against the man or the woman of God. The gates of hell, that's where devilry dwells. That's where demons dwell. That's where they live. The Bible says not even the gates of hell, not even right there where they live, where they are, where they dwell, not even the gates of hell are going to prevail against the man or the woman of God. Man, the devil, he is a snake. I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell you a couple of secrets, and I hope most of you know this. Two awesome ways that I fight the devil with. Because the devil, see right now, he's not afflicting me. I'm amongst my brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm in the house of the Lord. He's not afflicting me right now. He's not afflicting me with when I'm here in the house of the Lord. But what, you know what? He'll afflict me sometimes when I'm all alone. Nobody else is around. Maybe when I'm trying to go to bed, he'll start afflicting me, whispering thoughts to me. I'm going to give you a secret. I'm telling you this is true as true. I learned this from experience. You want to know how to beat the devil when you're all alone, nobody else is around, and he's afflicting on you, telling you you're going to die, telling you whatever, this, that? Recite scriptures to him. It's just as simple as that. If you don't know any, go just memorize one. And be anxious for nothing, but in all things, through prayer and supplications, let your requests be made known unto the Lord. That's what I say to the devil all the time. When he comes at me, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. I whisper it to him over and over and over and over. Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. You see, just you whisper it one time to the devil, he might not flee, but you keep going. You keep going. You keep going. Resist him and he'll flee from you. Another thing the devil doesn't like, sing some hymns to him. Uh-huh, sing some hymns to him. The devil's afflicting you, telling you this, that. Sing hymns. Sing hymns. Something bad just happened in your life. The world's beating on you. The devil's beating on you, throwing all he has. Gates of hell seem like they're prevailing against you because they will seem like they're prevailing against you sometime. I done told you we're not always going to be all smiles. Don't fake people out. If you are getting beat up on, don't say, everything's great, brother. I'm doing fine, man. Hey, no, If you're not doing all right, then you're not doing all right. That's the truth. That's how it is sometimes. Sometimes it seems like the gates of hell prevail against you. It does seem like it. But the Bible says they won't. It might seem like it, but they won't. So sing some, sing some hymns. Sing a hymn. Some of the songs we just sang, sing them. Whether your voice is rotten or good, sing them. Sing them. Whisper them to him. Whisper him scriptures. And he will flee from you. He will leave you. He doesn't like that. That is my two secrets. I'm sure most of you guys already know it, but 
I'm telling you, I learned that from experience. Learned it from experience. The devil's whispering things at you, telling you this is going to happen to your family. This is going to happen to your kids. This is going to happen to you. Just whispering some scripture. I'm telling you, we're not superheroes, church. Don't for a minute walk out of this church. I don't even want you to walk out any more happier than what you come in. Walk out the same. Be exactly the same. No more sad nor any more happy. I'm telling you, we're the same. Just grasp the concept that there is nothing that the devil can do to harm you. You understand that? I told you, ask some of your brothers and sisters in Christ that just went through a surgery. We've just had people that went through a surgery. I don't know about you, but I don't like surgeries. I don't want no surgeries. I'm just going to be honest with you. A long time ago, I had to go through something. My doctor laughed at me. He said, what in the world is your problem? Because my nerves got to me. I don't like no surgeries. I don't like doctors. I don't like going to them. don't like it. My wife made fun of me. What is your problem? They, they drew blood from me. I, was, uh, I don't, just don't like that stuff. I don't like it. And uh, it's not that I'm a wimp. I just don't like it. But my doctor laughed at me and said, you know, you Italian people, you're all the same. He, he told me an example of, a, of another lady. She had this minor problem. And he said her family, was it, they were Greeks. They instantly went into mourning. And he said, what in the world is going on? What is going on? I'm telling you, God has given us. He is, God overcomes all that stuff. If you have to go through it, I'll tell you what, go through it. And no, you're not going to go through it like you're big and bad. You're going to go through it probably fear and trembling. But you know what? You will make it through. You will make it through. You will. You will. And the gates of hell, they seem like they prevail sometimes. They do. Stress, pressure. Man, how many of you hate the kind of problems? Some problems are quick and then are over with quick. Those aren't too bad. But how many of you hate the kind of problems that come and last? And some problems, you can see daylight at the end of the tunnel. But other problems, there ain't even no daylight at the end of the tunnel. Come on, man. You know what I mean? Those just kind of like, oh, man. But you know what? All that stuff makes us better Christians, makes us stronger people. Anything we got to go through makes us whatever the devil intends for evil, and God will turn it around to be good. If you follow that which is good, who is he that will harm you? Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Go ahead and turn there real quick. Back a few chapters. This actually kind of came up in Sunday school this morning. To me, this is one of the most awesome teachings, parables in the Bible taught by Christ, Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 says, Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon the rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not. Why? For it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell. It not only fell, but great was the fall of it. Now listen, just because your name is Joe Christian, just because Christ is inside you, does not exempt you from problems, does not exempt you from diseases. That stuff's going to come to you. And if it hasn't, it will someday. Death is going to touch you someday. Sadness, sorrow, that's going to come to you someday. The Bible says there's two people in this parable. 
Both of them heard the word of the Lord. One of them obeyed and one of them didn't obey. The one that obeyed and the one that didn't obey, the same things happened to them. You understand that? The winds came, the floods came, the rains came on both their houses. It didn't say the one that heard my words and obeyed them, nothing happened to him. The winds went the other direction. Winds went around his house, the floods went. No, they came and they beat upon that guy's house. So I said the gates of hell seem like they're going to prevail sometimes. Seems like it. But hold on. Bible says, hold fast to faith once delivered unto you. Just keep holding on. Hold on. And you know what? When, the, when it finally subsides, you'll still be standing. Your house will still be standing. You might get knocked down, but before the ten count, you'll be back on your feet. That's what, it's all, that's what our faith is all about. It's not about being superheroes. It's not about being the richest and the most famous and powerful. It's not about that. It's about making it through whatever you've got to go through. Surgery, going through it. But none of this foolishness. We've been through this in this church before. If you're a Christian, stuff is still going to happen to you. Stuff is still going to happen to you. I know some awesome saints that have went to this church. Guess what? They're gone. They died. They're in glory already. Why? Because stuff happened to them. But you know what? They weren't harmed. You understand that? They weren't harmed. They're on streets of gold. You think they would come back here for a minute? No. No way. They don't even look back. They're in heaven singing, worshiping the Lord. Don't have to worry about bills and work anymore. Don't have to worry about their bad knee anymore or their arm that Bruce hit me in. Don't have to worry about that stuff anymore. We got to grasp this, church. Nothing, nothing is going to harm us. The Bible says over and over and over, fear not. Fear not, for I am with thee. This is not about being a bunch of bad dudes. It's not about being that at all. It's about confidence in our Lord Jesus Christ. It's about confidence in the faith that we have. The other night, we had uh, the young adults out to our house, and we watched uh, Pilgrim's Progress, the newer version. You know, that was a little bit corny, you know. You could tell it was kind of like a lower-budget film or something. But it was still, the message was pretty awesome. Um, I don't know if any of you have seen it or not, but it was kind of sad to me, you know, because it's very true, written by, I think, John Bunyan when he was in prison, and uh, very true. It's just kind of like a pilgrim, a Christian's walk through this life, staying on the straight and narrow and all the deviant paths that the devil tries to pull you off onto. And during this pilgrim's progress, his journey through life, what made me sad was he met up with a bunch of people. Some people was taking detours. Hey, man, I know a quick route to get to the celestial city. In other words, heaven. Um, some people were going the other way. Some people were laughing, saying, there ain't, even a, there ain't no such thing as a celestial city. And it's sad because I, I saw some of my friends' faces you know, taking them detours. Some going the other way. You know, it's sad. Life isn't always happiness and joy and this and that. Don't lie to yourself. Christianity doesn't mean you're happy all the time. No way. But we can make it to the celestial city. Your house will still be standing. But the one that falls, the Bible says it doesn't just fall. It says great was the fall thereof. Collapsed. Destroyed. Destroyed because he had no foundation. Turn in your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 43. We'll start in verse 1. We are more than conquerors, church, more than conquerors. We're not only a conqueror, you're more than a conqueror. Isaiah 
chapter 43, verse 1. This, this is some good stuff, I'm telling you. But now, thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. Isaiah verse 43, verse 2 says, When thou pass through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. Back to verse 2. The Bible says, When thou pass through the water, not if. I'll also say, If you pass through, I'll be with you. Bible says when you do. So in other words, I'm going to save you the drama. You will pass through the waters. And you know what? When you go through them waters, they're going to seem like they're going to overtake you. You're not going to be in there saying, oh, it's all good, man. They're getting up, but I know I'll be fine. No, you'll be scared. You'll be saying, where are you, God? Sometimes, how many of you agree with me? Sometimes God doesn't seem like he's anywhere around. Has that ever happened to you? Pastor always says, sometimes my Bible looks just like this. And he holds open the blank white page. There's nothing in it. It's like, what in the world, God? What happened to your word? It looks all white. None of it makes sense to me. Where in the world are you, God? I got problems going on here. I'm going to save you the drama. There's going to be times in your life you're not going to have any answers. You understand that? There's not going to be any answer. Sometimes there's a nice, quick, easy answer to some problems, but there's not an answer for some. Other times you're going to be left holding the bag thinking, what in the world just happened? How can this happen? I'm a Christian. How in the world? Save yourself the drama. When, when thou pass through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. When thou walk through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. See what I'm saying, church? Stop thinking in the flesh. Stop thinking in the flesh. If you walk through fire, you're going to get your flesh burnt. Bruce hit me in my arm. My arm hurt. You understand that? It's not the flesh. I was talking about that spirit within. We can make it through anything. If if uh, Uncle Sam gets worse and worse and taxes get higher and higher, whatever, and they take all that you have, guess what? His grace is sufficient. Even if we die, even clear to death, guess what? You still win. You still weren't conquered. We got to get that. We got to get this. We are not the baddest people on the planet. We're not a bunch of bad dudes. There is no such thing as superheroes. you got to realize that. We are just normal human being people. But guess what? We have God on our side. We have Christ in our heart. That's where our power is. That's where our strength is from. It's not because you think you're a good person. There is none good, the Bible says. No, not one. You think you're a moral person? The heart is desperately wicked. Above all things, who can know it? I'm saying again, we aren't bad dudes. Remember Jesus? We already read this. Jesus says, rejoice not in the spirit, or that the spirits are subject unto you. But he says, rejoice what? Because your names are written in heaven. That's where we rejoice from. That's why I don't want you to walk out of here saying, yeah, I can make it through anything now. Paul says, don't even rejoice in that. Don't rejoice in that you can overcome the spirits. Don't rejoice that you can bind things in heaven or bound on earth, loose things in heaven or loosed on earth. He says rejoice that your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. That's where we rejoice in. Not because we're bad people. We're all invincible. Nothing can happen to me. That's not it. Keep your eyes on heaven, but keep your feet on the ground. Look, I can't lie. Sometimes it hurts. 
Sometimes there will be pain in your life. Some of you might know, but a few months back, I had a good friend of mine killed himself, committed suicide. I'm not going to lie to you, that kind of hurt. I didn't put on a smile and say everything's fine. You know what that left me with? For the rest of my life, it left me with questions. Why couldn't this have happened? Why couldn't he have called me on the phone and said, hey, man, I need to talk? Why? Why this? Why that? I told you, you're going to go through something in your life that you won't have any answers for. You'll be left with questions. Why did this have to happen? Why that? But I'm telling you, if you follow that which is good, you can still make it. We can still make it. Another friend just left the faith. Another friend of mine just left the faith. He, he was one of the ones faces I saw in the Pilgrim's Progress going the other direction. It's kind of sad because you know what? My words don't do anything to him anymore. And you know what I can do? Pray for him. But all I can do is sit back and watch the destruction happen to this person's life. We heard in a sermon last week or the week before, you'd be seven times worse. If you once knew God, you was cleaned up, the devil was kicked out of your life, that devil had, goes and roams around, looks all around. He can't find any dwelling place. He comes back to where he got kicked out of. And he brings six of his homies with him, and you're seven times worse. He brings seven of them with him. You're seven times worse than you were before you ever even knew. You know what? It's sad, but that's what people had to look forward to to turn away. Life's painful sometimes, and pain hurts. You'll be mourning sometimes. You're going to cry. You're going to weep. People are going to die. People are going to get diseases. Maybe even you're going to get a disease. But what I'm saying is if you trust in God, if you have faith in God, you can make it. You can make it. Clear even up. You understand what I'm saying? Clear even up until you die. You can still do it. Or I think back to when my grandpa died. I know this sounds weird, but it was kind of an awesome experience for me. I learned so much because I never really had anyone real, real close to me die. And I got to watch and be with my grandpa when he passed away. I love my grandpa very much. And I was pretty close with him. And uh, I, I asked my grandpa. I heard with my own ears, the nurse came in and said, Sir, your situation is very grave. Your bowels are ruptured. You are going to die. I heard with my own ears. That's what she said. And you think, if that ain't going to shake your world, man, you're going to die? Daggone. That's going to shake you. And... My grandpa nodded. She walked out. And it just so happened I had a moment alone with my grandpa. Other people were talking. Family members were talking with each other. I sat beside him. I said, man, Pap, aren't you scared? He said, you know what? He called me Jake. You know what, Jake? He said, there's some fear of the unknown. You know, which I understand that. We don't know what heaven smells like, what it looks like. You know what I mean? We see dimly through glass, the Bible says. No one can. Don't listen. If anyone said, I have a hard time buying anyone that says, I've Buying into all that stuff. I've been to heaven and back. I know what it looks like. I'm too cynical for all that. When I get there, I'll see it. But Pap said, you know, yeah, there's a little bit of fear of the unknown. He said, but you know what? It's my time. Everybody's got their time in the barrel. And I looked into his eyes. You know what? They weren't afraid. There wasn't no fear in them. No fear. I'm telling you, that's what happens to God's saints. No fear. Even when it's their time to stop breathing and die. Fear's gone. When you should be afraid. When you should turn to alcohol. Why do you think there's so many alcoholics out there? Because of problems. People turn to stuff like alcohol, drugs, all that stuff. Why do you think so many marriages end? Because of problems, stress, stuff, death, disease. 
You can't hang if you don't have Christ inside your heart. But it hurts sometimes. I don't want anyone in here to think I'm saying just go on and be happy. If something bad happens, you be happy. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying walk around with your chest puffed out. Not that at all. What I am saying is through Christ, we can make it clear through anything. Who is he that will harm you? If someone walks up to you and takes your life, they still have not harmed you. You get that? You understand they have not harmed that born-again spirit inside of you. A broken leg hurts, but it has not harmed the man, the woman. has not harmed that person inside unless you lay down your weapons, unless you lay down the word. And at times your heart's going to ache. You'll have no answers. You're going to be broke down. You'll lose loved ones, but we can make it. I listened to a sermon a long time ago with, uh, from T.D. Jakes, and he kept just throughout the whole service screaming, Romans 8.28, Romans 8.28, Romans 8.28, Romans 8.28, Romans 8.28, Romans 8.28. He would just scream it. Whatever happens in your life, if you love God, and that's a good one to recite to the devil when something's going on in your life, Romans 8.28, scream that at him, whisper it to him, recite it to him. And we know that all things work together for the good of those that love Him and are called according to His purpose. All things work together for good. All of them do. Everything happens is good. Everything. Something bad happens to you, it's going to make you a stronger person. You might never have the answers here on earth. Never ever. When you get to heaven, I'm sure a lot of things are going to make sense. And you probably say, oh, oh, okay, now I understand, God. But that's then. This is now. You're of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You understand that? You know, you know what's funny? As I've said this a million times to friends, I've prayed it over people. Is uh, I've said, walk by faith, not by sight, brother. I was talking with my dad just about that a week ago or so. Walk by faith, not by sight, brother. Walk by faith, not by sight. You can't go by what you see. You've got to go by faith. You know how easy that is to say to someone? You know how hard it is when it's you that's got the problem? And someone else is saying, walk by faith, not by sight. And the tables are turned. It's, it's more difficult, isn't it? It's such a sweet thing to say to someone else. But when it's you, walk by faith. Walk by faith means you don't have any answers. Walk by faith means you don't know what to do. Walk by faith means continue there on. But I, I don't know, God, what, am I doing right? Am I doing wrong? Am I going? Am I on the right path? Walk by faith, not by sight. And we still got to do it. No matter how hard it is, it's still one of the commandments we got to obey. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world: our faith. You understand that our faith is the victory. Our faith in Jesus Christ is a victory that overcomes the whole world. Our faith, our belief in Christ Jesus makes us overcomers. We overcome. There is no obstacle out there. There is no situation out there. Nothing. There's nothing that the devil can do to you that can make you say, that's it, I quit. This was too much. God lied. Now, if you let it, if you lay down your weaponry, yes. But my Bible tells me there is nothing that can happen to you that I haven't given you grace sufficient enough to pass through. I'll turn to this last scripture. I need to bring this to a close. Mike, if you want to make your way down here. 
We're going to turn to Romans chapter 8, verse 35. And I want you to listen to this. This is going to sum up what I've been talking about. Romans chapter 8, verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing shall separate us. Nothing. Life, death, angels, principalities, other people. Nothing, church. Nothing. The Bible says, for I am persuaded. That's what we need to be, persuaded. Look, this is what my word says. Doctor, you can tell me I got cancer and I might even have it and I might even going to die in another month or so, but I'm still persuaded that nothing can separate me from the love which I have, which is in Christ Jesus. Nothing. First, you understand that. You understand what I'm saying to you tonight. We need to grasp this concept. We are more than conquerors. The man of God, the woman of God, is invincible. Understand me? Invincible. If you just keep trusting. I didn't say all knowing you got all the answers, but whatever the devil throws at you, the shield of faith. And we wield the shield of faith therewith you may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. All of them. None will penetrate. You'll get them all with the shield of faith. I'm telling you, that's what it's all about. This what all the whole our whole faith is not about avoiding all these problems, avoiding this and that disease-free, total happiness, got money coming out the ears. It's not about that. It is about going through what human beings go through and coming out unspotted, unwrinkled, unblemished from the world. Understand that? No wrinkles, no spots. I'm telling you, God is faithful and true. He's taken care of me for 33 years thus far. And I'm proud to be a Christian. I'm happy to be a Christian. I'm happy to be saved. I hope everyone understands the words that I'm saying tonight. I'm telling you, we can make it through anything. We can make it through. It's not about avoiding. It's about making it through. Now, I know this stuff is easy for me to say. Maybe you feel pumped up and encouraged. But I'll tell you what, even you're going to hear me whine when stuff's going on in my life. Believe me, if i got to get a surgery, you're going to see me at the altar front and center. <laughs> Crying out to God, no, no, don't let me go through this. Take this from me. Take, just do a miracle. Take it all from me. Guess what? God, if God did miracles for every problem we had, what kind of people would we be? We wouldn't. We'd be wimps. We'd be wimps. You know what? I think God lets his children go through a little bit of pain and suffering. He does. I heard a very wise man say that pain is God's loudspeaker to the world. Understand that? We can do what we want, bebop around, this and that. But you get pain and you get afflicted, you'll start listening. The Bible says in Psalms, before I was afflicted, I went astray. I'm telling you what. God, I'm telling you. God isn't all just Santa Claus, this and that. He'll let you go through some things. Why? Because he wants to put some metal in your bones. He wants to sharpen you, make you strong. 
make you worthwhile to your brothers and sisters, to the kingdom of God. To sharpen someone else. Say, look, brother, I've been through that, man. Let me show you the scar I got. Guess what? God was faithful. I made it through. I had the prayers of the saints behind me. I made it. Yeah, it hurt. Yes, it was not fun. No, I don't want to go through it anymore. But guess what? I still serve God. Here I am. Yes, my spouse died 20 years ago. I miss him or I miss her every single day. And it kind of stinks. But bless God, I still serve God. Yes, I lost a son 17 years ago. But bless God, I still serve God. He's faithful and true. You understand that, church? I'm telling you, who is he that will harm you if you be followers of that which is good? Amen.